We give God thanks and praise. Our text for today is Luke's Gospel, the first, the first chapter, and we want to look at verses 26 through 31. Luke's Gospel, amen. And you finally say amen. Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 26 through 31. You got to say amen. If you're still looking, say, wait a minute. Say, I ain't got there yet. Luke's Gospel, that's Matthew, Mark, Luke, the third, third Gospel. Luke's gospel, Luke is the medical evangelist, he's the doctor in the midst, and he says that he wants to write to his friend Theophilus an accurate, orderly account of the life and teachings of Jesus Christ. So Luke has stuff that the others don't, and this passage of scripture is one that is, uh, again, primarily in the Gospel of Luke. And that's why during the season of Advent, we read Luke a lot because Luke has a more extensive description of the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen. Y'all got it now? You sure you got it? Amen. Listen to the word of God. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and he said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what, the, what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb, and you will bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. Thus far the scripture. God, we're so grateful for the preaching, the teaching, the sharing of your holy word. Now speak to us in the midst of this worship experience today so that our hearts might be encouraged speaks to us that we might be inspired to accomplish more in this life. Speak to us, God, so that we might not be afraid to become pregnant. God, with a word from God, to become pregnant with Jesus in the midst of our lives, to become pregnant with possibilities and more power than we have ever had in our lives. Bless us today, God, so that we might be blessed men among all men, Bless women among all women. Bless people among all people. Bless church among all church. Bless us today. and Show us your divine favor. And God, we will not fail to give you the credit for adding to the church today those that you see fit today. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise God and amen. Today, for the time that's mine, I want to preach from the subject, blessed and highly favored. Blessed and, and highly favored. Amen. If you've heard it once, 
You've heard it a thousand times coming out of the mouths of well-meaning church folks. Say that song. I'm blessed and I'm highly favored. Amen. Most oftentimes, it is an expression meant to communicate a sense of spiritual joy and contentment with God. You know, most oftentimes people say they are blessed and highly favored is because, you know, things are going good or they want to communicate to you that things are going good. Amen. That things are well with their soul. That that our life might not be all that they want it to be right now, but guess what? It's all right with me. Amen. They said, I'm blessed and highly favored, meaning my soul is satisfied with Jesus alone. That's, that's one of the ways that that phrase uh, can communicate uh, to someone that everything is all right. Amen. Other times, it could be used as a kind of cover-up. A religious blanket, if you will, expressed to camouflage the harsh realities of a hard life. In other words, things ain't been well for a long time. Been broken, miserable for so long that I care to remember uh, stuck in a cycle of meaninglessness and stupidity and can't see my way out so I might as well fake it till I make it. Amen. And utilize some religious jargon in the meantime. So they said I'm blessed and highly favored but their lives do not reflect anything that looks like blessing other than life itself. Amen. But, but is that all that this phrase uh, lifted and coined from the announcement by the angel Gabriel to Mary, the human mother of God, is that all there is about this phrase? Or is there some other more meaningful lesson that we can draw from this passage of scripture that we have uh, read in your hearing today? First of all, most folks who use the phrase can't tell you where to find it in the Bible. Amen. They like to say it. How many of y'all like to say that phrase? I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm blessed and too stressed to be, uh, you know, anything but blessed. You know, y'all ain't even raising your hand. Y'all have heard the phrase before. Amen. Most people who use the phrase, Reverend, they can't tell you where to find it in the Bible. And if they could tell you where to find it, they cannot explain to you why it doesn't quite say what they wanted to say when they say it anyway. In other words, they look for blessed and highly favored and they can't find blessed and highly favored running in the same sentence. So they are left scrambling to figure out what does this phrase mean, blessed and highly favored. The specific situation in the scriptural text is of such where the angel Gabriel or Gabriel made a visit to Mary and delivered what seems to be a twofold announcement to little old Mary. Listen to what it says. Hail or, or greetings. The word hail, H-A-I-L, simply means greetings. And it is just Gabriel's way of saying, listen up. 
Amen. What up? What up? Listen up. That's what Gabriel is trying to say. Listen up. I'm getting ready to drop something real hot on you. I'm dropping, getting ready to drop something meaningful in your life. Come on. We all need a hail moment in our lives. I'm not saying hell, but hail. Not H-E-L-L, but hail. We need, in other words, all of us need a wake-up moment. Come on, where we can hear what God is saying to us about our circumstances in life. Come on. The angel Gabriel says, Hail Mary! And then comes the announcement. Oh, favored one, the Lord is with you. Come on now. Oh, favored one, the Lord is with you. How many of us get excited when we hear uh, that announcement in our life? Maybe if we were in the same condition as Mary, maybe we too would get perplexed when Mary came to us, when Gabriel came to us and said, Oh, favored one, the Lord is with you. Now the Catholic Church, in its attempt to venerate Mary, they may have added the little phrase, Blessed are you among women. Because to the Catholic Church, uh, Mary, the mother of God, uh, had to be elevated, had to be venerated. So in the original text, Amy, there is no blessed are you among women. Come on, from which when combined with old favored one, that, Peggy, is where we get the phrase blessed and highly favored. But here it is. I don't care if blessed are you among women was not a part of the initial announcement of Gabriel. Why? Because to be favored by God with God's presence is all the blessing that anybody would ever need in this life. In other words, just the announcement, oh favored one, God is with you. Oh my God, that's enough to get somebody shouting right there. Especially if you know where, if you knew where Mary came from. When the favor of God is upon your life, nothing would be impossible. Come on, y'all. Nothing will be impossible. Favor will make the impossible possible. Favor will frighten you when you consider how far God is willing to go to bless you. Come on. Favor will forever change the trajectory of your life. Don't you want some favor in your life? Favor open doors for you that where those doors have been shut in your life. Favor keeps you in a house that you do not deserve. Favor keeps you on a job. Come on, my God and you know you are not qualified to do favor is when God just makes ways out of no ways and when you look back over your life you're like my God oh my God am I not a blessed child of God is there anybody in here who can testify that your life you have right now it is not because you're so smart or is not because of where you were born or who you oh my God but it is God who opened doors for you to go to college and God who opened doors for you to be delivered and God who did this thing for you when you could not do it for your own self. Anybody in here, you can testify that your life has turned out better than expected. That 
is the favor of God. Come on now. Ah, here you are and you ain't never been in a hospital. And you know that you have not taken good care of your body. Come on. It's the favor of God giving you a life that you never had. So this favor is enough to shout about. But there's more to this little story. And I told you we ain't going to get to all of it today. But you know, I, I wanna, wh wh why care? Why should you care? What God is saying to you in this message today about being blessed and highly favored. L listen to me for a quick minute. I make one point today. I must sit on down. Because the favor of God enabled Mary to become pregnant with Jesus. And that forever changed the course of her life. I, I want you to hear me today. If God so chooses today. And you should accept God's invitation today. The trajectory of your life can change as well. Uh, uh, come on, I want you to hear me today. Uh, God, the favor of God is what enabled Mary to conceive and give birth to Jesus. And giving birth to Jesus changed the trajectory of Mary's life. And the same can happen to you today uh, if God's invitation uh, to let God have God's own way with your life uh, is received by you. Listen to me carefully. I'll be done in a minute today. Mary's pregnancy by God changed her life. I want you to get that today. Mary's pregnancy by God changed her life. Before Gabriel's announcement, Mary was just a hood rat from the ghetto of Nazareth. I, I want you to hear me today. Mary was just a hood rat uh, from the ghetto of Nazareth, engaged to be married to a man named Joseph. And at about 16 years old, Mary was considered an old maid and was possibly being married off to Joseph as a favor to her family. Come on, y'all. But the advent of God or the coming of God in Mary's life changed her life forever. Don't tell me advent is not important. Come on. When advent, oh my God. When you have an advent of God in your life, your life will turn for the better. I'm trying to help you understand today that when God comes into your life, your life changes. Look at here, look at here. The coming of God in Mary's life changed her life forever. If God did not come into Mary's life, come on, in this favored kind of way, Mary would have been just another mother and not the mother of God. Mary would have been just the wife of Joseph and not Jesus' mother. Mary would have been just another hood rat and not the holy, immaculate mother of God. I want to ask you today, come on, my God, uh, don't you want the trajectory of your life to change? Don't you want to be 
more than just a number more than just another preacher more than just another professional oh my god but don't you want god to come into your life and change the trajectory of your life come on my god not just another phd but one with the favor of god on our life not just another businessman but one that is pregnant with the power of god not just another wife another husband another millennial but somebody my god that god has impregnated with the power and the possibilities of god where your life can turn out better than expected hallelujah to jesus for the coming of god into our life now you ought to care if you have a visit from god come on y'all you ought to care if you have a visit from god ah, you ought to care tell your neighbor you ought to care if you have a visit from god because whoever god visits god blesses come on my god whenever god visits god blesses why because god is just in the blessing business wherever god shows up gotta show out as well and that's why you ought to care whether you have a visit from god wherever god whoever god visits god elevates whoever god comes to god changes whoever god comes into god impregnates and the last time i checked god is not a deadbeat parent who conceives children and dips when the going gets rough that is not the god i serve god impregnates and god sticks around full term to make sure that the child comes oh my god i love this god that we serve god does not dip when the going gets rough God does not say deuces I'm gone I'm out of here God does not say I'm rolling up on out of here I want out of this relationship simply because things don't go the way that it's supposed to he sticks around God sticks around that's why I love that thing now now I'm gonna try to do it quickly today what complicates this text here is that God's God impregnating anyone without the natural means of sexual intercourse seems impossible to most people I'm I'm trying to in other words what's hard for you the hard thing in this text especially for men uh, uh, come on shake the brother next to you tell him don't go to sleep on this now uh, shake the brother come on just shake all of them shake all of them amen when you start talking about men getting pregnant men get all nervous and stuff like that but when I talk about God getting in you come on my God that's what I'm talking about when God gets in you amen if you if you're not comfortable with your feminine side you're gonna have a real problem with this but but you ought to be you know you are both negative and positive you you flow this way and you flow that way ain't nobody asking you how you like your sex i'm just saying to you oh you ought to have a good well-rounded perspective of who you are as a child of god that god has made us fluid come on my god god is spirit Ah, Look at here. 
The moment we talk about getting pregnant with God, sometimes men can dip out on me, uh, you know, emotionally, mentally, amen. But in verse 37, Gabriel would reinforce the fact uh, that with God, nothing is impossible. Do you see it right there? Nothing is impossible. In other words, uh, uh, with God, uh, pregnancy uh, without penetration is possible. Come on, y'all. We're talking about with God, nothing is impossible. So pregnancy without penetration is possible. With God, pregnancy without pre-ejaculation is possible. Come on. With God, pregnancy without ovulation is possible. With God, pregnancy after menopause is possible. Come on, I'm trying to help you. God can open barren wombs. God can cause folk who never had children to have children again. God can do this thing. Why? Because with God, nothing is impossible. Divine pregnancy is God putting in you possibility and potential that you never had before. Come on. So when you say you're blessed and highly favored, you ought to have something in your belly. Come on, my God. You ought to have something divine that's growing in you. Come on. When you're going to walk around talking about you're blessed and highly favored, you ought to have an idea of how you're going to make money, how you're going to break the cycle of addiction in your family, how you are going to change the statistics on your family everybody in your family is getting divorced. Come on, my God. Somehow, somewhere, if you're going to say you're blessed and highly favored, you ought to have something growing in your belly. And it matters not what age you are. You can be a old person past the age of childbearing and still get pregnant by God. Divine pregnancy is when God puts something in you that it keeps you up all night. Come on, my God. Divine pregnancy uh, is God burdening you with something in your life that will expand your passion that will change and transform the lives of others. Come on. Folk like to talk about I am blessed and highly favored. Like if God favored you for you. Come on, my God. But the baby that was in, oh my God, Mary's baby. Mary, the baby that was in Mary's belly was not for Mary. Come on, my God. But it was for the whole world. If you're going to be blessed, you better say, God, I want you to trust me, to bless me. I want you to favor me so that I can be a blessing the others. I want you to favor me, God, so that I can give opportunities to others that have been given to me with no merit on my own. Mary did not do anything to be chosen by God. God just chose Mary. How did you get what you got? How 
see your life turn out the way it did. Come on, my God. It ain't because you're so good or righteous. Not because you have dotted every eye and crossed every tear. Come on now. How did you survive to be married as long as you have? It ain't because you've been faithful to the vows that you made, but because the hand of God was upon that marriage, that God covered you until your chains came. I'm blessed and I'm highly favored means that you got something in your belly something that you will expend your passion on something that for the next nine months come on my god you're gonna be nurturing the thing come on anybody in here got something that for the next nine months you're gonna be watching come on that's the thing about god you can have babies in your belly come on of different ages come on my god oh you could have gotten pregnant last year and you're bringing that thing to full term now and then God drops something else on you. Oh my God, that's what it means uh, to be an available womb to God. That when you are available to the, oh my God, for God to put stuff in you, your life is never boring. You're always on tiptoe. You're always looking to see, oh my God, has my cycle come? Come on. Because if my cycle has not come, I know, oh my God, that I'm pregnant, my God. I'm blessed and I'm highly favored. I got something in my belly. Oh, that I got to nurture for the next season of my life. All of us ought to have something that you're nurturing for the next season of your life. Come on, y'all. Everybody ought to have something. Everybody ought to have something that you're nurturing for the next season of your life, that you're growing. Come on, my God. Everybody ought to have something, y'all. When you're pregnant with God, you seek to do something that will change not your life, but the lives of those around you. When you're pregnant by God, you got the word in you. You got Jesus in you. Come on, my God. John, put it this way. John ain't got no nativity story. John just said, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God the same was in the beginning with God there was nothing made that was made that was not made by the hand of God come on y'all when you got Jesus in you you got word in you when you got word in you you have ideas that will change lives. You have imagination. Come on, my God. When you're pregnant with possibility, you have imagination. Come on, you got hope. You got, you go, oh God, I pray today you get this thing in your belly. When you got imagination, you stop looking at your circumstance and says, I don't care how long it has been this way with God in my belly. It's going to change. And when it changes, it is not just for me, but it's going to be for others. My family is going to be blessed by what's growing in my belly. Come on, y'all. This ain't about us. It is about the people that God wants to bless. God didn't give you the job you have just for you. God gave it to you to change your family, to change your relative, to change those that God will send your way.
and you're pregnant with God, this ain't for you. It is for you to do something that'll bless others. When you're pregnant with God, you seek to do something about the isms in the world, about the isms that poisons life in America. You speak up about the migrant workers who are attempting to find a better life in this country, just like Joseph sought to find a safe place for Jesus. Who among us want our children to grow up and be slaughtered? Who among us would not do everything in our power to make sure that our families are safe? Come on, y'all. And then for folk in this country that's built on the backs of immigrants to talk about we don't want them people here. Come on, it is a slap in the face of the God who has blessed America so that America can be a blessing. Is America blessed and highly favored? Oh yes, she is. But sometimes America forgets that she is blessed to be a blessing to others. You speak up about the bigotry against people based on where they were born. Just like those who in the text says anything, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nazareth ain't nothing but the ghetto. Nazareth is where poor niggas and white trash and red bats live. But out of the ghettos of Nazareth came my Savior. Oh, and oh, how I love a God who can speak. Oh, my God. Oh, a surprise in the narrative of our lives that from the ghetto of Nazareth came Jesus. And Jesus is the best thing that has ever happened to the world. For God so loved the world that God gave God's only begotten son so that whosoever believes in him, they shall not perish, but they shall have everlasting life. We shall have everlasting life. 